everybody has a stereotype of what they're expecting a lawyer to be, right? Sure. So more often than not, a lot of people say that, oh, I didn't expect you, someone like you, to walk in, and I'm just like, you know, what does someone like me mean? Our guest for today's episode is India's leading entertainment music and intellectual property rights expert Priyanka Kimani. Priyanka is a founder and lead partner at Anand and Anand Kimani, a law firm based out of Mumbai. She is known for her unmatched uh, commercial and legal acumen in the entertainment sector, and represents quite a growing roster of musicians, actors, writers, directors, record labels, and a lot of other corporates. She finds a lot of her drive uh, and causes. outside uh, the legal industry she's also the founding chairperson of the indian chapter of women in music in india is also one of the directors of world rising in india which is a global campaign for girls education today priyanka and i spoke uh, a lot about her journey the traits that have helped her pave you know the way to set up such a huge law firm and how she continues to diss every stumbling block that comes her way and everything else that you know makes her strong and the woman she is today Priyanka thank you so much uh, for coming on this very very special episode of uh, questions i wanted to ask with anshu which is me and uh, uh, you know i think it's 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 a very personal introduction that i'll have to give because i've literally seen your journey from i think some 7 or 8 years back uh, when the firm was just uh, kimani and associates from the from probably what five or seven clients that you were handling at that time i mean they were big ones though there was lata ji there was yeah. uh, sonu ji and all of them but uh, uh, to now i don't know i don't even know you know how many clients you have or pretty much the whole industry uh, whether it's music whether it's you know entertainment all of that but uh, it's it's so nice to have you on this and you know i am going to take the liberty of because i've seen your journey so closely i am going to take the liberty of asking you some questions which i think have not been asked before and uh, i connect a lot with you probably we've discussed them in the past before and all of that but uh, uh, you know just for for people to know priyanka is one of the leading entertainment and ip lawyers in the country boasts her her and her firm boasts of an illustrious like list of clients from lata ji she's on the board of trustees for lata ji uh, sonu nigam to anurag kashyap to sushmita sen to bacha uh, and a lot of other clients and uh, it's just very very beautiful that you know to see somebody who who literally like i was saying before has grown from literally literally nowhere uh, you know in terms of professionally to where she is today and for me personally i think it's a very very inspiring thing to have known her to be friends with her and you know professionally having worked with priyanka so it's an honor to have you priyanka thank you as you can see i've just been beaming year to year because as i'm sitting here i'm thinking that if somebody had told me Eight or seven? How many years ago it is since you and I know each other? I don't think I would have ever imagined that there was such a beautiful friendship for me there from the first time <laughs> that you walked into that meeting to here today doing this with you. I think with one of the people who knows me from extremely close quarters, 
so the pleasure is all mine so thank you yeah i think uh, one of the most interesting things about a friendship like that which grows from a professional relationship from that from that call i think uh, we we i think priyanka and i spoke to each other for the first time over a contract call over you know of an artist where the artist was doing a certain show and all of that and i think we just hit it off on that first call to having worked with her for so many years on various big shows small shows to then you know when i turned an entrepreneur uh, you know to ha- for her to have supported me as an entrepreneur to inspired me directly indirectly at so many you know in so many ways it's just been beautiful and you know when when they say that women don't support women i i i just can't i i can't believe that because i think i'm actually an example of uh, you know somebody who's been supported in such beautiful manner that you know uh, you know i i just can't put it to words but uh, you know i i don't know if you remember priyanka the first time um, you know we had met was i think uh, 2014 or something and people had said oh she's a very very sharp lawyer and uh, <laughs> you know and when i met you and i was like oh my god who's this such a nice warm personality <laughs> why is there such a big contrast between you know people think oh my god this is such a sharp lawyer and then you know somebody who knows you personally there's an absolute contrast of a personality which is warm which is gullible which is uh, also therefore you know her people how is there a why for it or it's just is is it actually there or do you think it's just been no no it's, it's it's very much there and i think it's universal it's it's not just you so it's not huh. uh, gender specific that only men react a certain way or women react a certain way i think i pretty much get this uh, all the time i think one of the obvious reasons is that everybody has a stereotype of what they're expecting a lawyer to be right sure. so more often than not a lot of people say that oh i didn't expect you someone like you to walk in and i'm just like you know what is someone like me mean but i huh. i think i get it i they're, they're not expecting someone who's uh, definitely not someone who's young someone who's uh, you know has a pleasant demeanor is uh, not you know that the stereotype is oh a lawyer is going to be extremely aggressive and you know um, very argumentative and all the typical tags that come along with being a lawyer but difficult uh, Uh, difficult and yeah, yeah you can go on adding that list the list of adjectives i think is endless but uh-huh. i think equally once that initial uh, you know once we get over that initial judging obvious judging with appearances and uh-huh. with the, you know, i think the reason to then say that oh but she's very sharp is of course then you're seeing the work right and that's really yeah. the the craft at play um yeah. so yeah like i like to tell a lot of people i reserve that side to display it when i'm actually required to display it um yeah. and it's, it's nice it's it's a good uh, kit it's a, it's a good thing to have in your arsenal <laughs> but you know i actually somewhere disagree with this because a lot of times having worked with you also i mean uh i think we've we've hit a rock bottom a lot of times on say when we're especially doing contracts and you know trying to close a deal etc and generally you are either in either you know generally you are on the same side of the uh, you know uh, deal and that's when i've actually when i meant warmth it's not just the personal warmth or you know in a friendship or in the relationship that we share 
but i think it was it also meant by you know the way that you come to a closure right towards a certain deal and all of that uh i just feel that it's these are just such strong op, you know opposites in the same person <laughs> that uh, uh you know do you do you do you purposely do that that okay now maybe you know a certain deal is becoming too heavy and okay i need to just bring in the warm side and just make things happen or it just comes automatically because be of the person very, who you are it will be a very difficult act for me to follow through if i was putting it out uh-huh. <laughs> also given that like this is non stop right what we do uh no yeah i i just think that beyond a point everything uh has to have logic it has to have logic it has to have you have to know commercially which side of the table you want to land on you have to have clarity of thought and i don't think that necessarily needs a uh, strong words uh, a high pitch to communicate it's as simple as that yeah because you're also one of those people who's even when she's arguing even when she's negotiating equity structures is always smiling and then you know slyly and dheere se you'll say yeah but you know i'd like to say that and i am just like oh my god point noted this is one thing i need to learn because you know automatically jab aap argue kar rahe hote ho aap especially jab aap defensive hote ho to aapka pitch aapka you start panting and you know those things come out but you have you is that something that has been inherent or i think you've kind of mastered it over years oh my goodness anchu if you if i see the uh, the journey that i've had purely uh. in terms of skill set right uh. from how i would uh, you know everything pitch choice of words tone demeanor uh, everything has just is constant work in progress so to uh. answer your question no i don't think i always got it right in fact more often than not in the beginning of my career um i think i probably uh, you know have I probably did all the common mistakes that young lawyers would make. I think I've been very fortunate to have really good uh, mentors, really good people that have had the benefit of watching, observing, learning. And I think ultimately it boils down to how each one takes criticism and how open and constructive you are to sort of absorbing all of that and changing, um, you know, and incorporating it in your day-to-day craft. So no, I, I, I don't think it's something that was inherent that was just inherently there in me, not at all. And I think even till date, there are instances where you know you're still constantly. Uh, adding that finesse to your craft so you know even if it's a question of simply before a meeting sitting back calmly for 5 minutes and getting my thoughts in order or deciding that okay i know i want to say this but you know is there a different way of putting this to somebody maybe let me start by pitching it in a certain manner so i think mm. one is that the other thing is also and you know i'm sure you will appreciate this look when you are doing when you are acting on behalf of someone right when you are entrusted with the job of either resolving a dispute or ensuring that a transaction or a new relationship is going through um i think you are representing what the tone and tenor of that relationship is going to be and sure. no one no one likes to be yelled at likes to be told off likes to be you know uh made to sound like Oh, you're such an idiot! Did you not know that this is how it's done? I don't think anyone at a at a human level likes this, right? Even if I'm talking to a regular customer care executive, I don't, I wouldn't like that sort of tone in somebody. So I think you 
you display what you expect the other person to reciprocate so um i think that's it's taken a lot of conscious learning unlearning also over the years and like i said you just absorb uh based on what you're seeing around you but you know priyanka this is something that i've wanted to ask you ki especially for women you know it is said that you have to especially for women who are on the business side of things in marketing in business development or at more senior levels that you have to kind of bring out a certain amount of demeanor you can't come out as soft and you can't come out as vulnerable and you can't look very pretty because then you know you obviously and that's something that I'm going to discuss with you uh, you know also but and i mean and that's where i think the term came from that you know fake it till you make it so you have to fake being strong and you have to fake big if you've cried once then oh my god then you are not the right fit what do you think about that i mean how does one like you know for for a for a normal woman who's working or a female woman profession professional कभी कभार आप ऑफिस में होते हो कुछ इंस्टेंस होते हैं आप स्ट्रेस्ड आउट होते हो बॉस ने कुछ बोला आ जाता है रोना लाइक यू नो बट ऑनेस्टली आई आई थिंक आई एक्सेप्टेड दिस नाउ कि इट्स ओके आ जाता है रोना बट दैट डजेंट मेक यू वीक राइट आ गया एंड देन स्लोली यू वर्क ऑन इट एंड मे बी यू ट्राई एंड अवॉइड बट बिकॉज यू ऑल्सो वर्क विद सो मेनी यू नो फीमेल लॉयर्स इन योर टीम यू हैव अ टीम ऑफ वॉट ओवर ओवर फोर्टी फाइव फिफ्टी पीपल Yeah, ninety percent are uh, are women. Yeah, ninety percent are women, <laughs> and I, I mean, some exceptionally amazing set of women that you work with, and I, I work with the team a lot. Uh, but you know, it's said that you have to bring out, bring out that. Is it, is it really true that it, it is that you men will not be? And I'm referring to men because you know, at senior level, it's mostly men. uh you know you will not be taken seriously if you're warm if you're gullible if you are you know if you show any sign of weakness basically what what is your take on that uh look if if you talk your meltdowns i'm the queen of meltdowns <laughs> <laughs> i think everyone who works with me from close quarters or who just knows me from uh, you know from a close uh, position will know that i have meltdowns i have a lot of them uh, and you're right i don't think anybody likes to talk or normalize that uh, yeah. which hopefully should and uh, is changing i think to a certain extent but no coming back to what you're saying right that is there a need to project a certain kind of persona um i feel a little mixed about this i'll tell you why yes on the one hand uh when i'm talking about people that i turn to as mentors as coaches or people you know who feel that they are in a position to give me constructive feedback uh yeah. and which it does include actually a lot of men, men um, yeah it you know it yes they it i will get tips that about oh you know there's a certain way to dress or there's if you want to be taken seriously then you know you present yourself like that or you know uh, especially when you are uh, women you don't want to necessarily come across as uh, quote unquote bitchy for lack of a better word yeah. right yeah, so you get all of that, that or sometimes no. i'm told that okay don't wear this don't post this don't you know uh, don't laugh too much don't go meet somebody at this hour and all sorts of things right uh. but i think when i look back uh, when i take all of that advice i do feel that some of it is also gender neutral that's one the mm. other which is the rebel side of me and this is why i was saying i feel conflicted is because i'm i'm feeling that but yahi to stereotype change karna hai na so how will it help if i'm giving that same advice so for yeah. example in terms of you know 
how you dress i mean if somebody has to decide whether or not they want to work with me based on my appearance and i feel bad for the poor for that person already right yeah. you want to work with the person for their craft and actually that brings me to my other point i think the overarching factor in all of this and this is something i say across the board especially to people in my team and juniors is that there is no substitute to talent to craft to, to, to knowledge yeah right yeah there's yeah. there's no replacing that you can yeah. uh, wear the most expensive suit you can carry the best of designer bags uh, you could you know uh, have meet in the best of places or in the most expensive restaurants you can have all of that jazz but if you don't know how to deliver if you do not know your craft that's the end of it because nobody remembers that right nobody remembers that oh i you know i went to uh, a fancy lawyer who looked a certain way and who carried a certain thing and who met me here no people remember the result that you gave them the only way to sure. deliver that result is if you absolutely know what you are doing and uh, like i'm saying for that there is no substitute no no i mean i agree with that there is there is no and you know there is no doubt about good work and talent and all of that uh, but you've been told a lot of times how not to dress and uh, you know what is your reaction and this comes especially from colleagues senior colleagues and either saying it directly or saying it you know sarcastically or jo hindi mein bolte tikka tippani jo bolte hain hindi mein you've been said a lot of times from female colleagues even from and it's this doesn't come across from just men this come across from this comes across from both men and women right uh how do you respond especially when it comes from seniors like do you get do you start feeling a little do you start feel getting fear that oh my god this person saying this and you you really heed pay heed to that advice or whatever you want to call it or you say ki नहीं मैं a uh, patriarchy that exists there is a yeah. certain amount of uh, i i am in a profession that is dominated by uh, men that's dominated by older men right mm. uh, so there's obvi- i it is it's foolish of me to want to just you know go go ahead and display myself the way i i want to and you know just think that okay everything i should fall in line no i'm sorry but it's it's a whether i like it or not it is going to be a slow systematic change so yes there like i said there is a right place and a right time for everything so if i am to you know go to uh, walk into a courtroom there is a certain protocol there is a certain discipline attached there is a certain demeanor that's required and that's required of me as a profession as a practicing legal professional i ought to respect that right because also look at it this way what's the point of all of that right or focusing on that look like i said you're there to practice your craft so if i'm going to focus on the look a i'm anyway doing myself a disservice because i'm working twice as hard to make sure that i first get over the perception that the person yeah. now has yeah. because yeah. he or she is seeing a certain appearance and yeah. then get that person to focus on what is the words coming out of my mouth so how is that benefiting me at all versus yeah. if i had the opportunity of you know meeting clients or having people in my office 
of course there is a slightly different playing field the people you are interacting mm. with are perhaps slightly different so you pick and choose and then find that balance about you know what is the right place for you to display or rebel cause or not Mm-hmm. but you know in spite of following say especially in a in a court premise right in spite of following what do you say uh, your conservative demeanor or uh, yeah. personality and all of that you do and i mean i'm not saying it's court premise it pretty much happens with every woman irrespective of who you are uh, until unless you're surrounded by bodyguards uh that you have been touched in a wrong manner you have sometimes been groped in a wrong manner how does someone one at one place you know you and i i know that you know those instances have happened with you as well uh i don't think so in in you know in bombay but i know you you were mentioning once yeah, about of course i think in the beginning of my career uh, i would be sort of going to all sorts of different lower courts in tier 2 tier 3 uh, cities these are much smaller courts where again you like i said you're seeing uh, a lot of men sometimes i was the only female advocate in that entire uh, court premise and uh, you do have incidents you know you could be clad head to toe and which is why i think there's such an uproar right when people when uh, people carelessly feel the need to say that oh but if you had dressed differently this wouldn't have happened no it's got nothing absolutely nothing to do with that right and if it's happening mm. in a place like that where you're really in that sense fighting for the right fighting for doing things differently and doing things correctly correctly progressively if it's still happening there i remember very distinctly i was in one of the one of um, one of the smaller courts again and you know you're just walking past different courtrooms in that passage and i have this advocate who's perhaps my age or maybe a few years older right so in that sense doesn't even have the excuse of i don't know i don't even think it's an excuse for anybody but yeah, you know goes like yeah. oh my god and i was oh, like god. why should someone feel the need to do that or react like that right yeah, yeah. Uh, so no it it happens it very very much happens i don't think we uh, i don't know how much uh, people talk about it openly but like i'm saying to my point that it's got absolutely nothing to do with um, how you're dressed you could be yes, clad head yeah. to toe but if somebody has to act out of line you know there's that's the behavior and, you need to check yeah, not and, my neckline <laughs> yeah you know and honestly like i said ki ye situation sirf courtroom ya matlab ek jagah par nahi hoti this happens pretty much you know i was discussing this with my husband the other day that if you think that you know in spite of whatever is the uproar that has happened about gender equality and you know all of this these issues in the last few years you think that men will not pass comments to women at workplaces where organizations are following all the sexual uh, what do you call guidelines if if that's this thing i think it continues to happen where they're ogling at women's you know chest and all of that and this is this is actually a crime i mean if if i have to put But it that way can right? i tell you something i think a lot of it sometimes is also unintentional and you know taking what you're saying yeah, about yeah because we're not brought up the men yeah even in the most sophisticated work environments in this yeah. country right yeah. or just yeah. in other places also i think it is so um at it's become so subconscious even when men end up saying it and you know i have a lot of uh, male colleagues or male friends that i work with also where yeah. at least i have picked up on that and i can say listen you probably didn't realize it darling but this exactly very out of line you yeah. know and it's not just something that they're saying to me but even when i see them 
commenting a certain way or reacting a certain way to yeah. something that a you know a female professional is saying on the other side uh, i i can sense that say for example the most common thing that i see is mansplaining yeah and, yeah 100% oh <laughs> <laughs> I think recently I've reached the stage where I've actually ended up telling certain clients also that listen, I I was completely quiet on that call. That's because huh. all of you were just going at it and mansplaining the issue. You, Priyanka, do you want to explain actually what mansplaining is? Because a lot of people might not really. A lot of women also don't don't realize that they go through mansplaining pro- probably every day of their life, work life, right? Especially, I mean, we that happens in houses and and in and you know in personal fronts for sure because of the patriarchal <laughs> society we are in. But I'm saying professionally also it happens so much that a lot of women don't even realize that such a thing is there. Me included, actually, for a while. It's it's for a while, yeah, yeah. That I yeah. that I became conscious. And look, I I I don't know what the what the you know dictionary meaning of the term is, but I think it's uh, you you do see that sometimes, and like I'm saying again, the best of them, uh, they don't realize it, but you're subconsciously just kind of discussing a point or uh, an issue and just looking at it from your world lens. You know, that's got that one point of view. and i think every time more so when uh, a female professional tries to bring in her point of view you're still subconsciously repeating what you think is the issue or what you think the point was and in a uh, way trying to patronize you know saying mai jo bol raha hu wo theek hai tum sun lo meri baat sun lo mai jo bol raha hu mujhe pata hai bas it's basically that that's man planning in 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 natural if you have to kind of uh, describe the, it the other classic one the other classic one which um, i face all the time is uh, you know you say i can give some advice and say you know you'll do x y and z mm. and you don't take it as seriously or you take it lightly and you know or even worse is that it's been mansplained and then you hear the exact same stuff coming out of a man's yeah. mouth and you're like yeah. you're repeating the same thing to me saying you know yeah but this person explained xyz to me and i'm just sitting there and staring right <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. i said the exact same thing to you a few minutes ago yeah. uh, but that's that's a classic one i i think more so when it comes to giving advice or handling tough situations so a lot of what i do has also involved advising during crisis right and yeah. more so in those times i see that somehow the perception is that oh but you are not tough enough or can you handle this and you're just yeah. instinctively turning to get advice from other men yeah yeah but what what do you do in those situations so for example because you deal with a lot of not just high profile individuals but also corporates right uh, where you're consulting corporates especially on crises and all of that and in entertainment bhagwan ki daya se bahut crises hota hai <laughs> so <laughs> how do you so what do you do like you know especially because it's an organization which is led by a woman and there is there is literally no man behind that organization right so what do you do how do you handle it, that then to be honest it is extremely difficult it is extremely difficult it is stressful it is uh you know it's unnerving at a at a level where you're thinking that why do i have to prove myself in every single conversation time and time again like even yeah. when and i'm saying this you know with clients who work with you for many many years to yes. whom you've consistently delivered results including mm. during other crises right but mm. why do you feel that you know i'm still finding myself in a situation where i have to justify that yes i am trust me 
I yeah. listen to what I'm saying. Why do I listen. have to do that over and over again, despite you not even having the benefit of work working with me and seeing the kind of results that is delivering? So I think it's I find it extremely frustrating, uh, to be honest. And you know what makes it worse is, of course, in the mix, then you have a bunch of other people offering their two bits, which is of course the beauty of this country. So to just uh, find a way to unsolicited advice. Yeah, but I think you know more so being a woman. to have to sort of push all of that down and you know scream stick your neck out and say no but xyz till that you know till eventually are able to prevail over your client so i find that uh, challenging but equally anshu i um, like you like they say you know sometimes you got to fight for it yeah you yeah. just have to but, and i but, think i have my moments where you know you just want to throw in the towel and say you know what i'm not going to do it one more time and yeah. i think uh, yes there is a certain stage where the body of work speak, starts to speak for itself speak. and uh, you know you you get there uh, mm. i have to a certain extent but uh, even then i know that it's a it's a long long but priyanka i think it's also because and you know just to look at it from the other side and because we we are in a patriarchal world no matter how much we say whether it's personal or professional they don't have enough examples of women having led right so for example in your case entertainment mein i think some of the biggest lawyers are men uh, i know that you know there are one or two other firms overall like i think zia modi and all of that them i mean zia modi is literally led uh, i don't i mean i'm sorry i don't AZB. know many other law yes, huh. azb is yeah. the only probably women led firm uh, uh, besides anybody else I, there are I, I, some other family-run firms also. Family-run firms, senior management. Position, yeah, yeah, but I mean, honestly, if you see hardcore entertainment there hands, music, yeah. there is nobody. There's, there's no. So I think, unfortunately, what also happens is because it's the the top is all led by men, and you know. men and their friends and their friends and their friends and you know sometimes what we end up calling boys club uh, that they don't have an example of a woman leading it and then that's where they they, they don't they're not used to of trusting but when they see a man they suddenly start feeling ha ye to jugad kar dega india mein because ye term bhi bahut common hai right ki kyunki to jugad nahi kar payegi contacts nahi honge that's, that's one no can she do the dirty work Can she right. do the dirty work? Yeah, can she do the yeah. dirty work. Yes, and you know, even sometimes when you're put in really tricky situations, uh, one—I mean—to answer the question, yes, she can do the dirty work if she's yeah. given the opportunity to show that she can. But you know, to your point of what you're saying about the boys' club and you know, men promoting other men, I—I I kind of disagree because I for two reasons. One mm-hmm. is that I feel that it's not like the women are doing a great disservice to other women. Sure. In all these situations, I equally mm. women will also think that oh, only a man can advise better, yeah. and I have yeah. witnessed that enough number of because times. Because of lack right? of examples, right? No, I, I I don't think it's as much as lack of example as much as it is again to do with perception, with stereotype. We are just assuming that a certain kind or certain nature of work or issue can only be dealt with correctly or more efficiently by a man. like you're yeah. saying you know if imagine if it's a conversation if it's a tricky conversation or if it's you know getting your hands dirty i don't know for some reason our perception our social mental conditioning is irrespective of whether you're a man or woman to to think that oh but only a man can do this yeah. and the other part is and again i can perhaps say this for me for as many um you know 
men and women who must have made life difficult equally i've had a lot of men that have really championed for me so i i can't definitely be the one uh complaining i mean yes i've had uh, i've had horrible challenges where i've been uh and you you know this better than anybody yeah. else, anyone else where i've been you know periodically made to sit out of deals uh for years been sort of on people's ban list uh or you know over, don't work with her and all all trickling down yeah, to some yeah. idiotic ego with some person high up there but um again i guess it's a part and parcel of but, the game but look at look at the journey i mean from from you know not being from me being made to sit out of deals to from to people now chasing you to you know be to lead those deals and do closures it's i mean what an inspirational yes. journey it has been uh like, yeah i mean full circle yeah if you keep trying this thing but you know i think i just want to take a step back because humne kafi heavy heavy discuss kiya hai priyanka but right uh, off the bat I, <laughs> i thought i will talk about like you know some other interesting aspect of your life which a lot of people don't know about right and i right. i genuinely from the bottom of my heart intended to start with that unfortunately i think it's uh, because you and i we kind of end up uh, talking about these common issues or like topics i would say not issues but you know i just want to take a step back uh, priyanka you, you know you lost your father very very early on uh, in your life uh and since then i think you've been the man or the woman basically you've been you know taking care of the family yeah. your and your sister and uh what has been li- what has that been like because you know contrary to the notion that people think you've you must have had you know some men taking care of you or piche kisi ka haath hoga ya kahin na kahin se kuch to hoga you know bahut sari achhi kharab baatein bahut sunne mein aati hai but the fact is that you literally started from nowhere right from that yeah. and I, i mean i think a lot of newspapers and print uh, media have like you know have have covered those stories of you being from turning turning from a model to a writer to this thing but i think uh, i want to talk about what has what has that been of missing that one big father figure or father i know you you were very close to your father but still i mean he was not there in your growing up thing when you needed validation where did that come from when you needed courage where did that come from because if you have that one big person missing from your life right yeah uh how where do you get it from what made you run first of all i mean i don't think there was a choice at that moment yeah. right you yeah. just needed to keep going uh yeah. you know you you have the responsibility of other human beings on you so i don't think there's there's very little time to in that sense uh try and strengthen the core right and yeah. i did feel that at some point in my life it um, it caught up with me right because you're so busy putting aside all of those issues that need the right amount of nurturing need the right amount of care to give you that you know sort of validation yes confidence also that you're just sort of you know going on because the issue there's a fire that you're constantly having to put out um and i think in the last few years and even now i think a lot of it has been me trying to create that ecosystem that and yeah. you've been a large part of that right yeah. that really is is the true currency you're going to have in life 100% everything else is transient it's going to come go but that one core system that you're able to 
sort of build think of it it's like a fortress right it's the wall yeah. protecting that yeah. uh you need that and i think each one of us need to find those people in our lives and you you do come across this at, at different points of time but yeah. and yeah. i think as you also grow you are able to have more perspective when you're looking back and thinking back. Uh-huh. what could have been different or you know this is what is causing me to react in a certain way and we often see that there are you know the roots of it are somewhere being laid right in the beginning so i think in the child during uh, your childhood early growing up yeah during your growing yeah. years and i think you also sort of see interpersonal relationships evolve change um uh-huh. so i think yeah it's it's a journey in itself yeah i think we're all kind of still discovering growing and everything that happens in between makes you the person you are at the end of the day yeah but you know it's it's very beautifully you've said that it's i think it's the value system that you kind of run with right irrespective of whatever stage of life you are in or your career you are in right and i think in your case you have very beautifully managed to like create that ecosystem and i see that uh with you and your team and some of the 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 firecrackers that you work with <laughs> the lawyers that you work with <laughs> you should expect yeah. nothing less given that there is a firecracker sitting right on top of their head 100% <laughs> the the firecracker of men and women that you work with right uh who who are a large part of your ecosystem to some of your personal friends and then your family which is like oh absolutely untouched from this entire thing i think your mother has no idea because i've met your mother so many times your mother has no idea what you do uh like you know i remember i think uh, it was the women in music uh, uh you know event. the launch event <laughs> where you were this thing there and you know you you were taking over the women in music uh, thing in india and your mother was like and i was like aunty kya she's like yeah yeah bahut acha hai bahut acha hai and she was just like happy she was like oh my daughter surrounded by people that's it and all i think she was i think somewhere that later i met her and all she was like oh you go to ipl matches and i was like aunty <laughs> that was like the sweetest thing that is thing. still on a good day that's still yeah? on a good day on a that's still on a good day on an ordinary day bang in the middle of work i'll get a call saying like you know ghar mein ye 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 khatam ho gaya neelam neelam se khakra i want like yeah going off on a rant and you know i was i am in the middle of something or then from time to time she'll ask me that even now right the asking of like people pay you like you make money <laughs> like you make money is a surprise <laughs> so i think and then, you ever need like a nice you know reality check ki bhai come come back to reality to mother earth uh, you talk to mom no but i think your you and your mother also have a very very you know very i would say odd ball of a relationship because you are literally like you know you've been taking care of them but i think you're equally attached you know to her and equally you are like the the whip in the this thing i think the elder sister or the elder daughter responsibilities i i know that she she loves to shop but then she'll also come and tell you bahut zyada kharcha kar liya na <laughs> which is so beautiful and i mean honestly it's i would say it's a privilege which i keep telling you that it's a privilege that you have that you know you're able to earn and then you know spend on your mother or on your sister and like you know really take care of uh, them uh, which is a funny not- equation right because yeah, yeah. she is my mother but at the end yeah. of the day you know it's like she is my child 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's yeah. where I keep seeing that whole interpersonal play happen with her after my dad passing away. That whole flip in, uh, you know, in the dynamics of that relationship, where now mm. she is the person dependent on you, right? Mm. So you look after her, you provide for her. Uh, so I think it's been it's been interesting. It has its own ups and downs. Uh, yeah. You know, I I don't think um, it it goes through phases. It it comes with a, it's not easy I, i i i don't think i've ever i've spoken about this but you know growing up in the kind of circumstances that i did adds mm. such um unnatural pressure right that mm. it yes it can make you or break you to be yeah, honest yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it can do both you know i know a lot of people who see the journey are seeing the end product today and saying oh you know it made her but no there are moments where it consistently kept breaking me where i you know kept feeling kept thinking that i can't do this nothing or nothing yeah. that i did was good enough and you know a lot to get that sort of feedback from a parent can be yeah. even more uh, unnerving can completely uh, you know your confidence takes a beating but at the same time you know to have the ability to put yourself in her shoes and appreciate where she's coming from yeah. yes i thought that making 1500 rupees from doing a play was a big deal because i was still in mm. college and i got paid to do this uh, play where kids who were pursuing theater really didn't see any money but you know you put that in the hands of your mother who is still responsible for these three girls that she's entrusted mm. with what is 1500 rupees what are you going to do with 1500 rupees so naturally today when i'm able to look back i understand that you know why was that not an achievement to be celebrated or to be lauded because the mm. circumstances were such right yeah um yeah. and i think that's the perspective really that you carry with you yeah but i think also you know something that you said priyanka that it it can these times can either make you and break you but you actually chose to make it and honestly jab aap us situation mein hote ho us worst time of your life mein hote ho tab aapko lagta hai sab kuch khatam ho raha hai ya aage you know kuch yeah. nahi dikhta hai but it's actually that time when you say that okay come what may i'm still not going to give up because i don't have anything to lose anyways right Absolutely. i have everything to gain uh and i know that we've discussed this so many times in you know uh, across so many you know instances which you would have told me and all of that but i know that it just says one single message that you know during that time uh just don't give up and you know maybe 100% you, you don't i mean i think i don't think so you would have ever imagined you know creating what you have created i don't think so it was in the plans right to create a big firm and all of that stuff you wanted to become what something else or i would you wanted to become creative it is uh, it was what i was passionate about and not not at all not pursuing law was uh, the absolute absolute last thing i i i didn't even end up i didn't even ever go to college during go to law school the entire first uh, few months of taking admission and enrolling myself in that program because, because you were busy fending for yourself that too and because a part of me just you know i, I believe it or not but i actually it was my the fear of being answerable to my mother where she's like don't you have you know and exams coming up and i was like you know ye fir se piche pad jayegi like it's not worth it let's just like get your ass out of the house and go and huh. really i mean that it's of course there's some amount of bigness luck sometimes it's just about you know it's meant to happen and honestly i think i had 
I think if there's a rock bottom, I was like ten notches below that also. So how yeah. much worse could it get? You could oh, the only way to go is to go up, like they say. Yeah. And I yeah. think it it truly happened to me during one of those times in my life that it was just right. It was meant to be. And also, I think, you know, unto in all in all fairness, it's also what you make out of it, right? Yeah. Yes, a lot of people take failure in a very different way, and it sets them back. for me a lot of what i did job mm. pre law right whether it was writing it was modeling it was you know writing people sangeet scripts yeah all of yeah. that right doing yeah. some all radio show going and assisting on a set and filling in while you're waiting for the actor to come in uh, mm. all sorts of random odd jobs but just look at the tremendous experience and edge that it, it gives me today gives as, yeah. as an entertainment lawyer there are such few lawyers who are able to understand what is really happening on a set or what is happening in a recording studio or how is a film being edited i think that's also one of the reasons you know you are able to understand or relate to creative people so much you know about their process about their art and you know uh, especially when you are i think dealing with production packaging and stuff like that because wahan par itna layering hota hai production agreements mein ips mein all of that uh, and ip i think ip is such a like a contentious issue in the country and i think world over i guess but uh, the way you are able to deconstruct it whether it's music ip laws or you know even in uh, writing and for writers etc i think it's the relatability of those experiences when you are probably at your lowest that kind of you know uh, go back to uh, this thing but tell me something at what point did you decide to create a firm i know you were working with you know at the start of your career you were working with a law firm then somewhere sometime you went to i think new york you went to but at yeah. what point you decided ab mujhe bada bana like did you have a vision board for yourself jo aajkal sab karte hain ki mujhe ye karna hai mujhe ye mera goal hai i mean after maybe law i'm saying till law maybe you were not decided or you know you had not decided ki kya karna hai and all of that stuff you just wanted to make money but when did that come through ki mujhe ye banana hai i think once i the after practice for a while and you know i wasn't happy about a few things whether it was just you know general workplace culture how the profession functioned uh and this is not about a particular organization or a particular person right it was just what the system was where i thought that you know what this has this can be done differently and yeah. i decided to move out on almost a whim but yes the idea was that whatever i'll do i will do well uh did i think or set a goal that it should turn into this no i don't think even the people who initially moved out and you know helped me set this up uh i don't think anybody in our wildest dreams could have imagined that this is what it will turn to but uh i think all of us were on the same page that we wanted to do some that something had to be done differently something had sure. to be done uh in a manner where you know you're chasing excellence you're chasing perfection and i think the beauty of that is that it gives you this end result you can't yeah. be chasing an end result like this it it's not that it's the process that you are really investing in so um no i think uh, there was no goal setting exercise per se but it there was there was this right so when i was, when i was setting up on my own a lot of yeah. people a lot of other advocates who sort of started to uh, find out would say that oh so you're going to have your own independent practice and i'm like no it's not an independent practice it's a firm but they're like yeah but it's just one person so it is an independent practice and yeah. it would just kill me that you know how are you not able to see this in a more uh, 
in a grander way because yes that little vision i did have for myself that yeah so you had something advocate yeah. practice you know this is uh. going to be uh, yes i very much did want to create a workplace that had uh. a certain culture and i think that i'm obsessed with even today you yeah. and i have long chats about culture and setting culture right and i think it all comes uh, it trickles from it trickles top down right in the best yeah. of organizations today you see that and i think especially the legal profession given how competitive it is how ruthless it can be i think it's one of the uh, professions where people have the highest amount of burnouts yeah but you know i think uh, the way i hear it you still when you set up the firm you still had something in your eyes that you saw something in your you know in your closed eyes that you saw that okay this is how it's going to yeah. look like maybe it was not conscious at at that conscious level and you didn't do a vision boarding exercise or you didn't create <laughs> vision and mission statements and all but you know it's beautiful for me because i do believe that you know sometimes you see what you have to create right and uh, the way i look at it you did have that vision because you've always yeah. so passionately spoken about building people uh, you know uh in the ecosystem that you've created of these like exceptionally and i have to tell you that you know some of the people that that work in your team are really exceptional lawyers in terms of you know their understanding etc so it's beautiful that you you had that in mind but where did you learn all of this like about culture you were what where how old were you when you set up the organization oh god uh this is what seven this is going to be a long one i'm guessing <laughs> do i have to reveal age <laughs> okay don't reveal age but i know it was it was quite young yeah, late, no, I, late 20s and early 30s or whatever yeah, not but, even yeah i think must have yeah must have been like 25 26 and i think a lot of were, people must have thought that this girl is out of her mind yeah yeah you were talking about culture where did you get that idea of like at at 25 i had no freaking idea about an organization and i'm saying this i think i understood culture in the last maybe you know couple of years but uh, or maybe you know because i i built this beautiful ecosystem of men and women around me who spoke about culture and a lot of other things that you know probably i'm talking to you today about but where did you get that vision of culture was it because you know you were connected to people or you heard Look, people think, or you reading or whatever i, I think it's a, it's a lot of things but really at the core of it all i am a people's person Yeah I am driven by people and I yeah. love driving and motivating people around me. Yeah. It's it's just inherent, right? It's you. Yeah. Whether it's my niece and nephew, whether it is your daughter, it is you, <laughs> it's somebody else and in college also I was teased I literally was nicknamed dadi amma because mm-hmm. I had I think I've always been that nurturing That's person. That's the energy that you down. have. That's the energy you have. Huh. Right. And I think so that is at the core of it all and I uh. I believe that you you know you have to show love and respect and you get love and respect in return yeah. right yeah. and I think that sort of goes to all relationships personal yeah. professional you know in at work uh, you know amongst friends there is there's no excuse to not be to not be kind to not show respect uh everything else can happen right you can be competitive you can be uh, an overachiever you can go out there you can be a perfectionist all of that is is there but mm. i think at the there are certain principles that are at the core of all of this and i think for me that is what 
I saw there was opportunity to create and you'd be surprised how many people get drawn to it. You know, when yeah. I'm saying this to you, you feel that, yeah, but you know, this is the most basic thing. Na? Yeah. But I think in a more so in a professional environment, we just yeah. don't practice it enough. Yeah? Yeah. We don't, we yeah. forget to show love. We forget to show compassion. We certainly don't show respect. Uh, and somehow, or we think that all of that has to come with age, with hierarchy, with seniority. So I was just conscious. Yes, to a certain extent, I uh, I wouldn't say I was a victim, but mm. I faced it to a certain extent on my own uh, with the various different jobs that I'd had, different organizations that I'd been in, in and out of. So mm. it was learning from all of that and thinking that was if I don't like getting treated like this I certainly can't treat people like that right that is the number one thing and I think number two is to take to take inspiration for culture I think I just like to read and see and emulate what other others are doing and when I say others I actually don't look at any other law firms at all I think people would be very surprised to hear me make this confession on your podcast Anju but I am I think for someone who's perceived to be, uh, you know, in that sense of partner of a successful law firm, I actually know very, very few lawyers, very few partners, uh, very few judges. I certainly don't know the industry gossip. Um, and honestly, from I'm not, I'm not saying that that's um, out of arrogance, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But for me, I think I look to inspiration towards other to other sectors, to other industries, and pick sure. and choose what they have done to bring it home here in my profession. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just some form. That's a formula that's worked for me, and uh, I I probably will stick to it for a while. I think it was. I mean, it was so beautiful. It's so beautiful what you just said that you know, uh, it's 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 the people that you wanted to be connected to it's you know making them happy made you happy and i know that most of your lows that i have seen or what you call like temporary meltdowns that i have seen is basically when you've been let down by people i think most of them i've never seen you upset about losing a deal or not having a deal or you know oh revenue come i don't even know i mean that conversation though That's true. and you're, you're i've right. never that yeah I'm thinking about it. yeah most of your meltdowns is only when somebody you know you professionally or personally have connected with and has that person has let you down i've never seen you you know in any other scenario but uh, but i guess i mean that has its own you know strengths and you know kind of weaknesses because those those are the people if you are blessed to have a, a strong ecosystem of people around you both personally and professionally you get wings to fly right Uh, and you know when you are low or when you have nothing in hand right those people absorb your energies and like help you settle and relax and calm down right and it's so beautiful that process and whether you're a man or a woman I think that that process of having that ecosystem around you is so 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 important and I think I realized that ecosystem and I've, I've been blessed to have that ecosystem you know uh this thing but you know, the same uh, value or same personal value that you've had also kind of led you to have see exceptional uh, professional success as a lawyer, as a firm, when you started connecting or you were, you're probably one of the only few lawyers who connect with international teams and international clients and record labels and, you know, all of that. 
uh, I think no other law firm or entertainment law firm has been able to you know gather that kind of feat. Priyanka, I want you to talk about you know that journey because a lot of people, a lot of us who don't know how you know how would you have created that network of. Uh, international clients, whether it's a Netflix, whether all of these international yeah. record labels that you work with, right? Um, I've seen a part of huge part of that journey of how you do that, and I think for me, it's actually personally very inspiring because you've you've literally taught me some of those things. On, uh, I might be a great salesperson or a business development person, but I I don't think so. I was I've been very great at marketing myself, right? Uh, and this is something that you and I have spoken about because a lot of women are not good at marketing themselves. Most of them are not good at marketing themselves. I know you also have your your you know uh, days of <laughs> self doubt and of, hold back. Yeah, yeah, moments when you want want to hold back. But I feel you're also one of the only few women that who who's very very strong willed and strong minded. to be able to market herself right and it's there's nothing wrong in it i mean in fact i don't even know why i'm saying there's nothing wrong in it but you have to put yourself out there yeah yeah you have to put your especially when you're a minority <laughs> <laughs> but you know the as what i was coming back to is i think two questions mixed together but marketing yourself and how did you create that international market for yourself i mean i want you to break it down for me because a lot of people don't know this if you if you would like to talk about <laughs> listen that's like giving away my secret sauce Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm the one person who like just will always share anything and everything. So much, much against some of the advice that I've given. But uh, no, on a, on a serious note, and um, you know, I think I picked this up from some of the others, uh, other executives who were obviously ahead of the curve. Uh, when I first started my law firm, and you know people would go to for example people would go to conferences and mai tabhi sochti thi yaar ye log kya conference mein jaate hain like kya karte honge log do do teen teen din conference or you know yes you see in a lot of organizations where employees are looking at conferences like you know this is a paid holiday for me yeah, yeah. i'll go i'll put in my you know uh, take my registration batch go in spend a few hours so that i've made my senior happy And then you're using that time to like go exactly right so i mean i was like but my time is too precious to do that i'd rather work right yeah uh but i think i realized one of the things that i did early on in my career is i didn't shy away from investing in myself professionally Now, you mean professionally yeah both actually now professionally yeah. and personally but more so professionally so if if i thought that okay if you know it's going to cost me a certain amount of money to do x and literally ansha not giving i think till date um, it still remains as one of the um, you know formulas in my head ki agar is trip pe itna kharcha ho raha hai then it has to get recovered right because that's Absolutely. how you deal you know you yeah. when you're a small setup every rupee matters right if you're yeah. Uh, yeah. making an ex- if you're spending on something you have to justify that spend but and that's how organizations so, look at right exactly that's how organizations look at have grown more so because i'm the rainmaker i'm the person who's bringing in the business yeah. i have to be conscious of also the spends right hmm. so uh but coming back to what i was saying about marketing and networking is that i think yes i realized early on that i don't think you you should hesitate from from investing on yourself 
whether sure. it is money that you're spending to attend a conference but yes drive value out of it so if you're going there don't sure. just put your two strokes of genius and you know stand there looking around collecting visiting cards it's pointless would do you ever if you i went and gave my visiting card to someone either like i don't know if that person is going to register me i certainly wouldn't register a person who yeah. walked up to me and gave me a visiting card yeah. right yeah. so you sort of learn observe pick sit and decide that okay why am i going to this event what do i want sure. out of this is sure. who is you know i don't know how many people even take the effort to sit and see who is attending this okay this person is coming is there a way for me to actually get 15 quality minutes with this person sure. ask yourself that and to me if i'm able to do that for that one person also it is worth the cost that i want to but spend, don't right? you hesitate like you know reaching out to that person oh wo kya kya baat karungi main matlab why will he talk to me you know but do those questions come into your mind it's very simple why is a certain person seeing a certain person's name on an event sounding attractive to me because yeah. i know na ki are shit you know if i met this like this person is doing this you know yeah. i could if i'm an entrepreneur i'm looking at potential ways that i would love to have synergies with that person or collaborate sure. with that person's business or entity or whatever that person is doing right sure. so should you not then do enough homework to prepare what is that conversation you would like to have and put forward yeah, yeah. so, so it's a lot of preparation look, 100% it is a yeah. lot of preparation it's a lot of homework it's a lot of you know having clarity like sometimes we just think that oh wow this person is coming out to meet that person but why i'm that person's time is also valuable right so mm. you need to no is there a clear focus is that person adding value to what you're going to do are you going to be able to add value to that person if yes then chalk out a plan but you have yeah. to plan you have to prepare you don't just land up somewhere and i don't yeah. think anything successful has come out of anybody just landing up somewhere landing up. and then yeah. the other part is like you were saying access right oh but how am i going to meet this person again homework you will find someone somewhere knows the person yeah. get a person to champion for you in front of that to that person right whether it is yeah. by way of making an introduction or at that conference you know walking up to that person and saying hey listen i want to borrow you for a second i want you to meet xyz it's one of the things like I, i'll tell you something i know a lot of people think that you know priyanka is extremely good at this like at networking i must be the one person you know who can work the room as they say and go yeah. meet every yeah. person believe believe it or not i am actually yeah. terribly awkward and i always <laughs> i never do that i hate it i am the person uh-huh. who does not attend parties does not attend screenings it is very very if i have gone it is for a special reason because probably the person is a very dear friend or a client that matters client. really a yeah. lot but yeah. i cannot just i'll be i'm not going to i'm probably going to be standing there with a drink so i can't which is why i believe that for me i will do homework yes there are a lot of people who confidently walk up to you shake your hand introduce themselves yeah unfortunately that's not the person i am so i don't think i'll come across as being confident if i tried doing that right yeah. so you have to see what works what doesn't work and sort of find formulas or find ways to so, get eventually what you want so you do have those moments of like you know uh, i mean it's called introvertedly extrovert or whatever that term is basically when you're in middle of too me. many people 100% yeah. that you know uh, i was joking this with somebody that jab dhanda lane ki baat hoti to hum bahut bol sakte hain but when you have to make that small talk uh, it's very problem awkward. aata hai I, I right Uh, uh and it sounds so crude when i say dhanda lana hai, but basically no, business no people easily <laughs> that i mean there have been instances where i've been on a flight 
struck up a conversation. Conversation. Struck up a conversation, and yes, I can hold a conversation. I think that is yeah. one of my biggest strengths. And honestly, yeah. that also comes from a lot of reading, a lot of just generally being aware. So you have topics that you can keep the person engaged with in a conversation. Uh, so I think that works for me. But to randomly go and strike up a conversation with someone is probably not going to be my thing. Being aware also is being surrounded by people who are generally giving you all the gossips. <laughs> <laughs> all the time but keeping me all updated the time. <laughs> that's like the uh, the thing i mean there's so much always happening in our industry matlab music mein kabhi kuch ho raha hai abhi pura ye internet this entire creator ecosystem bollywood is separate and you know like i said bhagwan ki daya se hamari industry mein crisis ki koi kami nahi rehti hai kuch nahi hoga to production set pe crisis ho jayega so <laughs> उटसाइड that i've surrounded myself with like my immediate sure. core team at work they are amazing people yeah. like yeah. speaking yeah. of meltdowns i was having one all of yesterday because i was to do a lecture today and i didn't it got some overwhelming response and i completely uh, panicked because you know you're at that yeah you have reputation. weird meltdowns you'll have weird yeah meltdowns. like i'm like oh reputation yeah. matters quality matters <laughs> you know that for me yeah this quality obsession is i think uh, and you refuse to do a pre call with me i mean i don't know where that quality <laughs> mattered here <laughs> i remember i've been wasted 8 years of pre call preparation with you <laughs> but uh, no i think uh, i get i get lots of people who help me find keep that uh, sanity in check and uh, sure Yeah, plus I think over a period of time, I was I have also learned um, how to um, what should I say? I don't want to say take it easy, but I think you sort of learn to that, balance it out. No, that you you have a control over what can stress you out. Sure. Right. I sure. I mean, yes, there was a time where at the pace at which we were growing, you know, one mm. of the things that would upset me the most is if somebody said that. Ariash is very difficult to catch hold of, or her phone ne uthati hai, right? Or she, you know, it's a you have to call her so many times. And to be honest, what so there was a time where it would make me anxious that oh my yeah. god, are people yeah. thinking that I'm not I'm not available, I'm not returning? Whereas the fact of the matter was that probably I was literally working twenty four seven, right? Mm. To now where I've reached a time in my career where it doesn't hassle me. that i wasn't mm. able to answer a call when it came for a variety of reasons number 
I need to have I have a finite amount of time right mm. I am organized about my day about my tasks and what I'm going to do I'm extremely mm. organized to the to the point that to the to the T yeah. things are scheduled every 10 minutes if they have yeah. to right it's yeah. like I know from this time for this time is travel time Mm. So if somebody else doesn't respect my time enough that person does not have the prerogative to make me feel guilty about not answering their call when they just decided to call at a random hour right yeah um, yeah number 2 it boils down to professionalism again i think because a lot of success happened when i which was too early too soon uh, i was too young for a lot of it so you constantly yeah. felt the need to overcompensate to keep pleasing people and i think this yeah. thing, i'm glad that i i i'm talking about uh, my compulsive need to please um again i think that's uh, that's an area that i've consciously had to do a lot of work on i think yeah. a, i don't know if it's a gender thing but i certainly know it is it is it is i constantly would feel the need to i can't say no and i have to please which meant that i was uh, people were setting you needed validation you and you were waiting were for valid and people were setting unrealistic timelines i was meeting those unrealistic timelines yeah and yeah. you know you'd get a lot of praise saying oh my god yeah they turned it around and you know so yes you got your short term validation but in the long run i probably created a lot of damage for myself right where i let exactly. somebody to believe that oh ye aise ho jayega this is the way to like add pressure and get it done and she will work around us she'll work around our way yeah it was it was just so unhealthy and i think again as part of culture you know yeah. to be able to step back look at that and not just give yourself that ability to say no i i dictate my time right sure, sure. i respect my time the other person will i we've consciously given that you know built a culture and we're still trying especially with entertainment i'm sure you realize mm. how a it's a disorganized industry in the no, everything in, in is the last minute everything's last minute it's not super uh, i you know i wouldn't say um, not professional but yes it's not corporatized in the sense that people don't understand that there are certain hours you know that are considered to be decent when you want to get work done also it's yeah it's what i do for me is an intellectual job right it's not like standing on a master ji's head and saying acha bhi isko 2 ghante mein alteration karke do it's it's just yeah. not one of those right yeah. uh, a lot of people are not able to see that and i've reached the stage where i am perfectly at peace with it because like i said for me this is my craft right if mm. i have to do it properly so to be able to tell yourself priyanka it's okay take that time take mm. that time let your team take that time people who mm. respect what you're doing who respect the value that they bring and mm. you know very wise friend of mine told me that you should only have you know the test of any relationship is to see if they're willing to pay your price So <laughs> that friend is for sure quite wise <laughs> to give you advice and which is why she is the one hosting this podcast and not me. <laughs> yes, no, and I'm waiting for is... your I'm waiting for yours to come by the way and oh, you know I have a long long road to go before I can set myself up for you know uh, being on your side of the table seat that you you've just established such an amazing body of work so I still I I mean I have a long yeah. long way to go on that front I think but it's no, the other I way around very, but yeah very wise words uh, and I think to everybody listening if there's one culture lesson uh both in your personal and professional life is that yeah. to you know yeah. 
the test of any relationship is to see if the person on the other side is willing to pay your price. The price, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a big lesson. I think that both of us have learned in the last couple of years, uh, you know, personally, personally and professionally, in so many different ways. And I think this lesson has come come both of you, both of us, to both of us. I think in so many different ways and yeah. instances and events that. Uh, in fact, you know, when I did the 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 wrap up for last year, you know, on my Instagram, that was my first thing that the that the price the person is willing to pay, and I literally sometimes, especially in professional uh, uh, circumstances, it's the value, it's the money that the person is willing to put up. Whether you are an employee working in an organization, and that organization, the amount of salary or you know your variable component or bonuses, etc., is your value. No amount of praise, no amount of ego building, and you know generally this happens with women, right? Because women are like, oh, I'm doing a good job. Look, the boss has said, but when it comes to paying that price, whether it's in terms of salary or whatever, it never comes, and it's so important for us to realize because we are not accustomed to. uh i guess you know doing or realizing those conversations around money and it's the same with professional this thing if a husband or a partner or a friend right even and it goes if that person is not willing to 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 give that kind of price to be in a relationship with you uh i mean it's not worth it whether it's i mean yeah i mean i mean these are the two things i could think of instantly but i i guess yeah. a very very important lesson and i think we've both like i think Taught and learned, learned in the hard way. Hard way, <laughs> but uh, it's never too late. And I guess that was that was one of the one of the reasons of this podcast that I wanted these small lessons or actually big lessons to come out because, you know, uh, I think uh, certain instances or events in my life kind of led me to realize that when I was going through certain things, you know, I didn't realize that they were wrong. Only when I came out of those instances, right, I realized that they were wrong, and. fortunately because i had such a good uh, you know ecosystem of friends and family they helped me did that uh, but yeah coming back to your uh, uh, to to sanity priyanka over the years i've also seen you evolve spend so much time on and i'm literally saying spend time on yourself and there is nothing wrong about it right uh, and i also see that the certain amount of calmness that you have gained right about your work i mean what i'm seeing is very beautiful that you know as you are you are spending time on yourself there's a certain amount of calmness that you are gaining about both personal and professional life right like that thing of being hyper and saying ye ho gaya wo nahi hua abhi isko karna hai that thing has just certainly come down because the more you're spending time on yourself what has that realization i know a lot of it happened during lockdown and you like but you you've always been somebody who's so self aware of eating healthy and you know putting the right things to your mind also right yeah. uh, but what has that been and how you've been working on yourself i think it's been a long journey anshu it doesn't uh, it's it's definitely not happened overnight uh, yeah. like i was saying i think i so much of what happened was so soon right yeah. Yeah. and uh, with the extent that it was that you just were telling yourself that no this is the only way it's done till yeah. you realize yeah. that it's not it's perhaps not sustainable and that's yeah. not the only way it's done yeah. right because yeah. there there has to be a quality to your life what is yeah. the point of burning the yeah. candle at both ends if still at the end of the day it's leaving you feeling anxious uh, you know you're letting people you know still give you a hard time for you know not answering a call or just just you're you're sort of sitting back and thinking that 
what to what end and not closing an agreement in 2 hours <laughs> क्रिएटिविटीज you know you're they think you're cheap you're fast you're this you're that no if i want to work with people who have respect for my advice who have respect yeah. for the work product and yeah. if that comes you know at the cost with if that takes a certain amount of you know cost of or time then it probably it's worth it and i think people only people who are able to see that value is the kind of people you want to work with Sure. there was a time where you know i think to grow this to grow a place or to grow any business right like any entrepreneur mm. probably saying yes to anything and everything and bending backwards to make things happen especially for people like you and me are also in the service industry right yeah. Yeah. uh you know you want to you're constantly conflicted about you know uh theek hai it's fine it's pleasing either, clients because especially clients you're dealing with artists and ultimately it's adding to your take home at the end of the yeah, day right yeah, but i yeah. think uh, consciously over a period of time you start assessing more and more again i think it's also the 80 20 rule right what are you mm. spending your time on what on. is adding value to your life even professionally yeah. as a lawyer and yeah. i think uh, i was able to discover mm. that yes there are certain strengths there are there are certain areas even within entertainment that has come to become an absolutely undisputed expertise right yeah. and to be able to hold on to that if it requires me to be exclusive if it requires mm-hmm. me to be premium if it requires me to hold on to that quality it's fine i have yeah. to be at peace with it so i think that yeah. realization is important and you will see that actually that has added a lot more value in every sense to what i do sure so that you're able to uh, command your price you're able to command your position on a deal you're able to command uh, you know the you know what type of work you're taking not taking who you will act for you will not act for so i think it it's it's been a tremendous journey it's a, there is a lot of risk in taking that decision as an entrepreneur right when yeah. to say no but i think yeah. the key is in knowing when to say no and to not be not feel terrible about it not feel apologetic not let someone make you feel that you know wait a minute are you are you sure you don't care and believe you me everybody who is you know giving you a hard time for not being fast enough not being cheap enough etc will work with you when you quote your terms just because you are now confident that you you deserve this so you have to believe yeah. that you deserve it yeah it's it's but priyanka has this this self belief self confidence i know it's 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 been a journey again for you but how does one do that like how do you believe that how do you build that self confidence i know i mean life teaches you uh, probably you'll tell me that but still like if if i were to ask you how do you you know how do you build that confidence and how do you come put out again it goes back to the first question that i asked you how do you put that, put out that facade or whatever if fake it till you, you know, make it to, again to be honest uh, in two parts how do you do that how do you get to that stage one is of course like i said the people around you who are like you know your reality check better was critic giving you criticism and feedback at all times but for me personally um i perhaps at the cost of sounding repetitive it still boils down to my craft on a day where i'm questioning 
everything around me nothing mm. brings me more peace than just sitting down quietly for those 2 hours and working on a draft from scratch right so <laughs> it just remind, i think it, it maybe in a whole different sense it's like what riaz probably does for uh, composers or for singers mm-hmm. right that yeah. sort of that's meditative that is yeah. what is reinstating your confidence in you so which is why practice right so even today after all these years i don't know how i must have done innumerable presentations but for me to still feel nervous the night before you know spend those extra hours thinking that no but this is not looking right or no but we you, you know i'm not going to repeat this to continue want to strive for that and when you uh. see the you see the reaction from the audience you see people getting wowed on the other end to me that is what keeps me going yeah and i know that that requires hard work that requires me to be on the top of my game when it comes to my craft it you know ev- like i'm Nothing, saying everything yeah. is, is perfect you can have your downs and you can have you know bad times and all of that but if you if you're really putting yeah. in that that uh, hard work to be able to own your craft i think it will all come through sooner or later yeah but but tell me how much has putting time for yourself like you know because you are you off late you've become such a health freak off late <laughs> i know it wasn't there as much but i also i mean i i also really appreciate because i like i said as 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 someone who's who's known you for so many years i also see a certain amount of calm coming in you ever since you've started like concentrating Yay. so much on yourself right uh what does that do you now is it is it become like that thing that it calms you down you know what is it explain the process of spending that much time i mean to to people you know uh, to some people i can give that much information she's this somebody who's who's striking deals worth crores and you know <laughs> running a team of whatever how many lawyers is at home sometimes when i'm calling her and what you're doing and she'll be like oh i'm making granola and i'm like dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen wait by the way i have to send you this super nice smoothie recipe and then you know suddenly i'll get like two recipes on instagram uh, some really cool healthy jisme gluten nahi hoga jisme sugar nahi hoga sugar to khair ho hi nahi sakta hai <laughs> and then she'll send me like two bags of chocolates and i'll say oh you know when you sometimes feel like eating chocolates <laughs> that's the contradiction that you are <laughs> Look, I think yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with this stuff. I think in in a one of my I think deep down secret passion uh, ambitions in terms of um, you know my other entrepreneurial ventures. I think at some stage would be to do something in the health and wellness space, whether it's I think investing in somebody else's health and wellness venture or to promote them or to start yeah. you know just something in that space. Um, yeah, I'm. I think over it's it's happened over a period of time. uh I, i think as of course you know that i have not had the i've not always been uh, the way that i uh, you know look and feel right now in terms yeah. of my fitness levels it's been a long long journey, journey it's a long yeah. long even longer relationship of uh, you know coming to um, love the body that you are in yeah. uh, my yeah. relation actually more than that i don't think i was ever uh, uncomfortable but i think i've had a very uh, growing up i had a very bad relationship with food 
I was yeah. a I was a big child. I was healthy. I looked much older than my age. And you know, आज तो it's very you know we talk about body shaming and you know calling people out on body shaming etc. But you know you most time the reality में कुछ नहीं होता था. Oh, you are uncles and aunties who said कि अरे body बहुत अच्छी है, right? And you know you're calling a girl's body body and like you know showing like biceps and all and. <laughs> it would it would just like you'd be mortified right and yeah, i think my yeah. again your closest uh, people end up giving you that sort of criticism physically yeah. so i i remember doing ridiculous things yeah like i would not i would end up eating my first meal all through school only when you came back from school at about 2 o'clock so imagine you're up since whatever 6 6:30 because you've gone to school you've gone to school in the morning nothing for breakfast फास्टिंग उटरस्टैंड it it's taken a lot of it's a long journey i've tried a lot of different uh, workouts i think fitness was something that i've i've always sort of been uh, a part of different sports and played a lot of different games uh, and i've always tried something or the other but um, yeah i think uh, to coming back to i think now i absolutely look forward to it yeah because it's my time it's that you know 30 minutes 45 minutes hour where you just disconnect it's mm. it's taking away from everything else and nothing else matters when you're there because you're just so focused so mm. i absolutely look forward to it now it's it's basically also in a way it also gives you that control over your own mind because you know uh, while everything else that you are doing is just not in your hands right this is the only thing i remember you know during lockdown you were telling me but this is the only thing that i have control over and i was like yeah i mean you and i have had so many of these conversations <laughs> on health and food uh, that it's difficult for me to like you know imagine her eating vada pav that i mean 36 vada pavs because yahan par ek khan maine i have never seen it seen it family when it comes to biryani like that's my yeah, that i that i know <laughs> that i know <laughs> but uh, you know i think uh, priyanka we can just go on and on, on. And it's on. almost like i think one and a half hours since we're talking but i just want to ask one thing which actually came from our producer on the podcast and he said listen anshu i've been like you know reading so much about priyanka but i just want to know ki itna planning karne ke baad mein agar life plan nahi hota hai to kya kahi said meri sari planning fail jati hai so i think it goes back to the question that did you ever plan this and if you didn't plan then you know uh, how did like did this just suddenly happen or you know what happens when your planning goes wrong right for your career especially career wise a lot of these young kids especially you know people artists that we work with never goes planned what happens how do you deal with when your planning doesn't go doesn't go yeah, well or I it think, goes wrong 
I think it's 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 difficult, like, and it's it's heartbreaking, like it would be for anyone, right? When you have yeah. a plan, and something doesn't go as per plan, uh, it's yes. Whilst you know the legal profession was not part of the plan, a lot of the things after that have have had a plan, have had some thought, and mm-hmm. even today, plans fail. Things don't go as you thought they would. Things actually don't turn out as you thought they would. And I think that is, that's, but that's the beauty of it, right? And that's where you learn the most valuable lessons that life has to teach you. Um, even today, you'll find situations, take, take, there's such so many, many examples. Yeah, You could have um, an employee that you hired who you thought could be absolutely stellar, will someday end up becoming your number two. But, you know, over a period of time, you, you start realizing that there are severe cultural differences, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And that didn't go as per plan. But mm-hmm. equally, and as cliche as it sounds, you are exactly where you need to be. And when something yeah. doesn't go as per plan, there is a reason, reason because there is something else in store for you. And I think I'm probably the poster child when it comes to this. I planned something very, very different for myself. And I think I resisted I resisted the universe telling me otherwise for a long, yeah. long time yeah. at the cost yeah. of you know, upsetting a lot of people close to me at the cost of uh, almost not realizing that, yes, look, but there are others who are also dependent on me. I can't be, you know, this hippie chasing some dream, wanting to, you know, do what she wants to do. But, um, and yes, a part of me was feeling that, no, but this has to happen, you know, where you're trying to just fit that puzzle together, those two pieces, which are just not meant to fit together at that point. But, uh like I said, it just has something completely different in store for you. And even though at that point of time, that particular thing didn't work out or didn't go as per plan, it is going to fit into something else. Yes. And it yeah. did with me. And yeah. I, I can say this, I think, for everybody else. So many people that I've, you know, that that I talk to, that I help, uh, you know, act as a sounding board and listen to what they went through in their lives or what they're going through. And you'll see that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Raka, just one question. I think I we did discuss this, but I think it's a question which, which a lot of men have to ask you, right? Uh, with your personality, with the pleasant demeanor, as, as you would say, uh, do you get asked or do you get taken not seriously and so oh ye to sundar hai matlab ye dumb hogi and do you do you get that a lot a lot of men actually find me scary yeah <laughs> now you are diverting the question <laughs> no but uh, i think yes and no mm-hmm. you are right that a lot of people end up judging you for the way mm-hmm. you look yeah. or the way you are present or yourself that you know oh because she is nice uh you know Beautiful. she's not going to be tough uh, yeah. i mean a lot of clients and you know actually this is one of my clients who who today is one of my dearest clients and also a very good friend but i remember the first time when i met him he looked at me and he said that you look so nice are you sure you'll be able to do this right <laughs> and i i get that all the time, the time. right yeah. um but I think very quickly in the in the equation, and I think usually it's at the end of that first conversation where they realize 
you know, I, I, and that's what Anshu, I think it boils down to is how you're going to conduct yourself professionally. I think you get to draw that line. You get to sure. dictate what that is going to be. Yes, if you are, you know, wanting to sit there with the client and then laugh and giggle and, you know, continue that charade, then, you know, that's what, that's the perception that you leave. But if you're able to, you know, bring that first comment in check within the first few minutes of it being made, um, take it from me, it's never going to get repeated for the lifetime of your relationship with that particular person. So I think yeah. it's how you set the tone of that relationship. Yes, I you, you do end up working twice as hard at times because like I said, you want people to get over that initial judgment of seeing, you know, or that she looks a certain way. Uh, but like I'm saying, really, you 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 have to set the tone, and there's no other shot. There's no other way of doing it. And I've realized this again with a lot of very very bitter feedback and the harshest of criticism from other male friends, right? Who have who uh, taken it upon themselves to champion uh, for me in different ways. Who will tell me bluntly that boss, if someone says this and you are encouraging that reaction, then don't come cribbing about it, saying oh my God, every single time, you know, people talk, say X, Y, Z. So mm. I think I've, uh, th that's a lot of, there's a lot of feedback there about, and I think the one tip that is, uh, if I can share is nip it in the bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nip it in the bud and just be as bad as, as you can be. <laughs> For me, I think, uh, you know, I'm just going to sum up this conversation. Uh, I can't sum up actually, it, it'll do a lot of injustice to it. But Priyanka, you are someone who's who's a perfect example of grit, determination, uh, badass and absolute beauty with brains. But I think at a personal level, if I have to do this, it is just all heart and all pure love and inspiration you know uh, and i'm i think uh, i'm just so fortunate to you know have you around uh, in all possible ways to have met you so many years back and you know to be able to have this conversation now and i know that while i'll be i'm going to be interviewing a lot of i don't know if it's interview but i'm going to be doing a lot of conversations with a lot of other women that i really admire and uh, take inspiration from uh, but i think this was probably one of my closest because you know uh, we, you and I have literally grown up together in that sense especially professionally and uh, it was just absolute honor to have you <laughs> thank you so much for doing this and uh, I hope you I hope we release this soon and people get to see the the charisma that is Priyanka Kimani thank you and thank you for having me this has been absolutely special thank you Thanks, Priyanka. Bye, 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 bye. I'm just logging off. Thank you for watching this. If you've enjoyed this conversation, make sure you hit the like button, comment what was your favorite part and also subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to press the bell notification to never miss a new episode because we have a lot more coming. Uh, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, GeoSavan by the name Questions I Wanted to Ask. You can listen to it wherever you like. Link will be in the description. You can follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And all the links are in the description. Thank you for watching. I'll see you in the next one.